the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This station is not responsible for the problems that Mark may cause for the following. Wives, mothers, daughters, ex-wives, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, stepmothers, daughters, and in-laws. If you find yourself agreeing with everything Mark says, please seek professional help. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, you're kind of stuck with me. We're going to talk about cars, your car, your motor home, your horse trailer, your problem, your dilemma, whatever you've got going. Bill Conium's here from 25th Street Auto. Good morning to you. Morning, Mark. And uh, thank you for coming down. Glad to help Being, out. Right. It's it's called a wingman, and sometimes I'm your wingman, sometimes you're my... Now, I want to talk to Gil for just a minute, so excuse me. Gil's running the show, and he's in Phoenix. Hi, Mark. Um, hi, Gil. Um, I wonder what prompted you to run that promo <laughs> at the beginning of the show. Well, Jeremy informed me that uh, there was a, a stinger in our library that uh, it was... Uh, had your name on it um why don't you run that again so i can digest that a little bit better okay hold on all right <laughs> this is their way of playing games but in fact i know jeremy's home phone number and his cell phone number this so. station is not responsible for the problems that mark may cause for the following wives mothers daughters ex-wives grandmothers great-grandmothers stepmothers daughters and in-laws if you find yourself agreeing with everything mark says please seek professional help so, what do you think about that? I love it. <laughs> I was waiting for a disclaimer, but I wasn't ready for that one. Oh boy! So Jeremy's, uh, Jeremy's, and 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 he he is a very creative guy, as you can well t- see. But uh, apparently so. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a car question or car problem, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Let me tell you about a car we had. First time customer. Uh, lady says she's got a Jeep, and nobody can fix the air conditioning. So it works for just a little while, and then it doesn't work. Then it works for a little while and doesn't. So, And she says she's pretty sure she has a leak. But I think you'll agree that we don't typically take their diagnosis. We're not rude to them, but we don't accept that as a path of direction. It, it's a tricky line to walk. Okay. Yeah. So you don't want to chase. It's not fair. If you chase the leak, and it isn't a leak... So you spend a lot of time, and I don't know if you can bill that time if you don't go in the right direction. Like, yeah, that's the problem. It, it, uh, legally, you probably can do anything that you're forced to do. However, ethically, did we make the right decision? So yeah, I I don't charge for some things that I legally could. Right. So um, we get in there and we find out um, somebody's putting di- somebody has already put dye in it. So we're waving our black light all over the place. And other than the two Schrader valves, we can't find anything else. So we sucked the refrigerant out of it, which is a third of what it needed. We replaced the Schraders. Um, then we put the, some refrigerant back in it, knowing that we can pull it back out. And um, we we have a, a problem with airflow. 
and we don't know why. Airflow under the hood or airflow under the dash? Under the, out the dash vents. Okay. The, the cold air coming right. through the dash. Um, so we don't really know. So we take the blower motor resistor out, which is, ac- allows us access to the case. This is, folks, this is the case that's um, on the passenger side of the of the firewall behind the glove box that contains your heater core and your ice box for the lack of a better word good term uh it's 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 an it's called an evaporator but we're going to call it the ice box so we drop a, a camera down in there and you would not have believed the mat of trash on that evaporator you would not have believed it. it's like somebody uh shook a, a blanket from a dog's bed that had never been shaken in a hundred years and into that evaporator, into that evaporator. and uh, it was just amazing so we're taking pictures of it and we send it to her and we say here here's the old one we haven't done the new one yet and so we need to start here but when we look at this mat I want you to picture this as a piece of paper 10-4 okay. right. the bottom right corner is wet where the bottom right quadrant is wet, mm-hmm. while the top two and the left corner are not. So you can see there's a difference in the mat of yuck that's on this evaporator. So we're thinking it's got to be refrigerant. Now, the other shop did what I, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to, is we've looked everywhere, so it has to be the evaporator. And that's really tough for me to swallow. Pretty much so. If they really injected a quality dye that did circulate through the system, you pretty much got to assume it's, if it's nowhere else visible, it has to be someplace invisible, like inside that case, the, the air handler underneath the dash. But it could be on the nose of the compressor, and it only leaks when it's running, and it only leaks when it's under pressure. Right. And should and still be some re- some residual there, but strongly considering just exactly what you did. And then when you find contamination that has a wet spot, localized wet, if this was moisture, it would be all over, especially the bottom half of the device. But a corner sounds like that corner has a refrigerant leak, and the, when the refrigerant leaks out, oil leaks out, and it makes the, the dog hair all wet and mucky. That's, that's, that was our thought process. So we bid the evaporator, and we also bid the heater core because we're going to be right there. And this this vehicle's 17 years old or something like that. Cheaper in the long run for the customer, so they don't have to pay you twice to take this out. Right. Now, have you ever taken the dash out of an old Cherokee, the small Cherokee? Uh, fortunately, I have staff to do that for me. Okay. Well, I, doesn't it bother you sometimes when you, you walk by their bay, the steering column, for the tailgate's open. All the plastic is in there. Mm-hmm. The steering column's in there. The radio's in there. Everything from the windshield at an angle to your feet, it's gone. Right. And there's bolts and screws and nuts everywhere. And the console's gone. So I don't like the bolts and screws and nuts everywhere part. I understand the moving things out of the way. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And I, I said to Eddie... I sure hope you don't die in the next yeah. couple of hours because I don't know anybody that can put this back together. I said, how do you know where the bolts and nuts go? And he goes, well, if you'll notice, I set them next to the part. And I said, okay, I, I didn't see that. And he goes, no, each one of them is stacked where? I said, okay. I said, so are you about ready to pull that evaporator out? And he goes, yeah. He said, I'll have it out in the next 20 minutes. And I said, okay, so firewall side, there's four connections, two heater, two, two refrigerant. Mm-hmm. So we break the connections. He opens up the evaporator case. The heater course leaking. 
and the evaporator looks just like we took pictures of it, but now the wet area is well-defined. So we put on our funky glasses, and we get our black light, Mm -hmm. and the whole corner of that is bright green. Yeah, which you couldn't do with a camera, right? but now that you can physically get near it. right? So we know we're on the right track. And we say to the lady in a very nice way, have you ever had any problem with volume of air? (laughs) I mean, we want it on high to blow a match out in front of one of the vents. Oh, yeah. I mean, we want it to center vent pointed towards the roof. If we throw a napkin or a, not a napkin, but a tissue up in the air, we want it to blow it in the second seat. <laughs> yeah. You know, we need something. Some volume, yeah. She says, no, not necessarily. I just haven't noticed that. And we said, okay, well, we're going to do the... You evap- will when we fix it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do the evaporator and we're going to do the the heater core. Um, and then we're going to charge it full. Of, well, first we're going to suck it down and let it sit for a while to make sure that we don't have a hole in the system. And once we know that it's somewhat airtight, we're going to charge it with fridge and go drive it. So Eddie says the difference between the airflow before we started and after we started is the difference between 1 and 1,000. <laughs> and I said, I don't like that. I want to go to 1 to 10. He goes, I know you like to go yeah. to 1 to 10, but he says 1 to 10 doesn't do this justice. Doesn't do it justice. Yeah. yeah. So we put it all together, and it works good. So... We've been doing a lot of this Instagram stuff. Now, mm-hmm. my daughter's into that. So we, we took the old condenser, and we put a new one right next to it. Perfect. Now, Eddie says to me when I walk over to him, he goes, I already know you're mad at me. And I said, well, if, if you know I'm mad at you, then you know more than I do. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know I was I, yet. I didn't know I was. Thanks for and, letting me know. <laughs> he says, well, he says, you're going to be mad at me because I didn't take a picture of the new one next to the old one. And I said, Okay, where's the new one? He goes, it's already installed. And I said, you really think this is a problem? I says, go back to parts and tell Jeff to order another one. And we'll We'll have a a new one. We'll take a picture and then we'll return (laughs) it. That's the least of my worries. That was the solution I came up with. (laughs) I I called John um, from Factory Motor Parts and I said, this is what I want to do. I want to open this box, take a picture of it and put it back together. Now, what we do is we put our business card inside that box. Everybody knows that box open. They know who did it. Yeah, and so if anybody has a problem with that, then it'll depend on it'll be my responsibility to take care of it. Well, this wasn't even installed, so I'm not worried about it. Right. But I want to tell anybody who gets that who opened it, Salem opened it. Yep. So they know. Everybody knows. Well, the parts guys know. The guy, the vendor that sells me parts knows if that comes back as defective and there's a a, a, a business card in the bottom that says Mark Salem, then they're going to call me. Right. So anyway, we. Um, we get a new one. We take a picture of it. So Andy's going to post, this is what evaporator looks like. Mm-hmm. This is one that looks like where. Now, where did all of that yuck come from? Probably came from the floor of the car. Passenger the, side. Yeah. Uh, because that the your, your car will take fresh air from the outside, and then in the maximum position, it'll recirculate the interior air. And it takes that from the passenger's feet. Okay. So that's probably where the dog used to lay a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> It was something laid there. It could have been a cat. Who knows? Yeah. And it's not my car, so I'm not passing judgment on her. But uh, Or the crazy cat lady sat on that side of the car, and she brought all that in with her from her house. There could be lots of things. <laughs> uh, and, and, and folks, um, in those of you that have been in Arizona for a very long time, they know what swamp coolers are. Mm-hmm. So um, normal on your air conditioning is swamp cooler. We're taking air from outside and we're shoving it into your car. So in normal, you need to drop a window because that's how a swamp cooler works. We need airflow through the car. 
And if otherwise, this, it's like you're trying to fill up a balloon. There's resistance. It's it's going, and that's but it's it. really not blowing the air out. Right. So you got to let let the hot air out the back window or something. Well, and then hot air rises. So if you roll your window down two inches, then mm-hmm. it's the cold's going to shove the hot out. Right. Now when you go to maximum, and we're sucking the in normal, we're sucking the air from the grill in front of the radi- or grill in front of the windshield for all intents and purposes. Right. So when we go to maximum, we're now sucking cold air off the passenger side floorboard, and we're going to send it through the system, which makes it colder sure. and throws it back at you. Right. So the difference, the difference between normal and maximum is the difference between swamp cooler. And air conditioning. <laughs> and refrigeration. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's it's. So anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Auto. He's I seventeen in Bell Northeast Corner. Here's what Kurtz does. If you're a new customer, within the next week or 10 days after you leave their facility, Kurt's wife is going to knock on your door and hand you a plate of homemade pastries and stuff. Wow. It's the old-fashioned way. Yeah. And and they're really nice people. Um, Eric is the technician. Uh, Jeff is the service manager. They're both ASC Master Certified Technicians, and they're young enough to where you can wave the red flag in front of them, and they'll jump through hoops. <laughs> so I, I'll call them and say, I, I'm going to send you a customer. And it's up in your area. And she says, no one's been able to fix this. And I told her, I'm going to send you the best two guys I know, but there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to fix it either. And then that's just like, toro, toro. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to fix it. (laughs) We're going to fix it. Anyway, Kurtz Automotive, they have ASC certified technicians, master technicians, and they're in the northeast corner of I-17 and Bell. We'll be right back. Hugh Hewitt sees an epidemic coming from 24-hour news. I really do believe... The culture of cable news is killing the ability to have a conversation and is fueling anger, as Twitter does, as social media does. It's not President Trump's exclusive domain to tweet out at people. It happens a lot. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle Right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secured by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call 800-725-7630 now and get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as low as $500. 
$100. All from your home with little or no money, working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-725-7630 right now and get your free tax lien kit. Plus, two free tickets to a live training event and a free $20 Visa gift card just for attending. Call 800-725-7630, 800-725-7630 for your free tax lien kit now. Individual results may vary. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. Training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today to hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Well, welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And by the way, the show starts at 10 for those of you that are kind of coming in late. So you're more than welcome to tune in or call us early. This portion of Under the Hood is by brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil over at Automatic Transmission Exchange, he actually knew Moses. That's how old he is. Um, he was there when there was a flood. Phil has been around a very long time. He's been in the same location since 1968. And when you meet him and meet his staff, you'll understand they know a lot about transmissions. So he's at 40th Street in Washington. Those of you in Phoenix, he's the closest to you. And he's a really good shop to drive by, and they'll drive your car with you and uh, and help work through the diagnostic process as well as the repair process. Actually, it's diagnostic, estimate, and then repair. They know how to do that. Let's go to the phones. Wayne, good morning to you. How can we help you? Yes, sir. I've got an intermittent problem with my air conditioner. Um, it's done it four times maybe this year. Go down the road, it's, it's blown cold, then all of a sudden it blows hot. Pull it off the side of the road, cut the truck off, turn it back on, and it starts blowing cold air again. Now, the other day I was, started the truck, and all I heard of, like a your actuators underneath the dash switched over and it's blowing cold air on the frost. And none coming out of the vent for the on, on the dash. Cut the truck off, turn it back on, and starts blowing cold air out of the dash. Okay, I, I'm not quite sure that I agree that you have a one problem. <laughs> um, that, that's the first thing that came to my mind too. Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that. It's entirely possible. I mean, we need to attack this one one problem at a time, right? We do. And and I think we're going to talk between us now. I think that what he's driving down the road and he goes from cold to hot, I'd be checking the high-pressure switch and the low-pressure switch. I'd be checking the Freon level to see if either we're going too high or too... What kind of car is it, by the way? It's an 04 Chevy Silverado. Okay. So I, how does it... 
does that problem where the air gets hot and cold, the first problem you talked about, does that happen at city and not at highway or not at city but at highway? Um, it happens going down the road at 60 miles an hour, and then, you know, I pull off and right on the side of the road and put my blinkers on and cut it off, cut it back on it. Damn, I got okay. cold air. Well, we're not interested in the cutting it off, cutting off, but if he's doing 60 miles an hour, it can't be the uh, the fan or the fan clutch because he's running air through There's the, enough air going through the radiator. Right. right. So it wouldn't be the high-pressure switch, but it could be the low-pressure switch. So when you go to a repair shop, if you're doing this, share all this information because it's one less test they're going to have to charge you to do. As, as far as the diversion, diversion of air, I don't think they had... Um, specific one side or the other on the blend doors on an 04. I don't think so. Side to side. So we don't have where you can get cold air on the passenger side and hot air on the driver's side like you can in the last five years in, right. in a lot of cars. Well, my, it does have the auto where it, like a one side to the other side because it's um, dual, dual zone. It is dual zone. zone. In, yeah. in 2004, it's a well-equipped 04. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could turn my side down and the other side up. So, yeah. So you can turn you can turn your side to max cold, and you can turn the passenger side to max hot. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, I got two two zones, so yeah. Okay. And when this problem happened, did you reach across and both sides were hot? No, I did not. I, okay. No, I had the actuator. I had three actuators replaced in golly, like oh one or no, by two thousand ten. Okay. Well, the fact that the blend doors or the actuators are slamming open and shut, it is not a problem that I want to chase right now. <laughs> I, I I want you to reach over and make sure that when it goes warm on the driver's side, that it's going warm on the passenger side when you're asking for cold on both sides. Yeah. On the other hand, if you got cold, if you got warm on your side and it's cold on the other side, then it's going to be an activator, or it's going to be some ductwork problem, or it's going to be some diversion of air. Can you think of anything right. else? The electronic control module that drives all that stuff mm-hmm. could, could be wigging out. So there's you need to talk to your shop, and they're going to give you tests to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 60 miles an hour, we kind of need that to run all the time. And if it doesn't run, we've eliminated a whole bunch of problems. So we're going to have to chase other problems. Have you done any reprogramming or uh, uh, on some of the older model uh, split systems where they have update software updates in the climate control area? Well, we've done uh, these days. All of us shops do reprogramming and update, but I don't recall doing one uh, on that type of system. And 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 I'm I'm just amazed that at 04, and I, we believe you, but 04 is just really early. Uh, I, was, I mean, yeah. that's 13 I would have bet a couple years ago. Against that, yeah. yeah. But, uh, and I'm with you. So the idea is, is you just need to to work. You're going to save yourself a whole lot of diagnosis money if you can talk about when I have a problem, what's the left side doing, what's the right side doing. When I have a problem and I stop, I pull off to the side of the road and it's blowing hot, then you get out of the car and you go over and put your hand on that big silver tank in front of the passenger side, which is called the accumulator. And that's hot to the touch or that's cold to the touch. That tells us something before you cycle the key on and off. Okay. So those are the kinds of things that you can help us with. And when you walk in and are able to answer three or four or five questions, it really po- focuses on the problem. So okay. we don't spend nearly as much diagnostic time if you'll just kind of help us out. Yeah, when it's 110, you, you, 
you just like turn the car off and turn it back on and come back. I understand. And you're welcome to do that. But Mark's warning you that if you if you can eliminate, if you can answer some of these questions before you start spending somebody money, you yeah. might save days and hundreds of dollars worth of searching. Yeah, you especially for an erratic problem. They may have to work on this car for days. And and another thing too is is you need to 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 also intermittently go to you have three positions. You got uh defrost, you got center vent, and you got floor. I need you to exercise though in the, in a cold mode. So when you go to cold, you can go defrost, and when you go cold, you can go center vent, and when you go um cold, you should be able to go down right. on floor. I need to know all of that is available to you, too. And then, I know it's hard, but do it in the early in the morning. Do heat the same way. Turn it okay. on to heat, pick the low or the highest setting, and then go defrost, center vent, and floor vent, and let us know if that works. Because we don't know if we're working on a blend door. We don't know if we're looking on an ac- activator. But you can tell us if you do stuff like that. What you have or have not. Yeah. Thank you very much, okay. Wayne. Bob, well, you're you. up next. You bet. Bob, you're up next. How can we help you? Oh, Bob's gone. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. That's the phone number. The lines are wide open. Gil is running the board. He's the pilot of the plane. Um, Bill and I, Bill Conium from 25th Street Auto, him and I are sitting in the middle of the plane. We're not quite in first class, but we're not. <laughs> well, we're, we're, but we're not in the baggage compartment either. So. No, no, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So real quick question. If you were in Florida, where would you be right now? If you lived in I'd, Florida. I'd, I'd probably not be in Florida. I'd have probably listened to them and decided it was a good time to take a vacation. You, you know, that's pretty scary. They showed this morning on TV that there's people in, in these high-rises that are staying. And the one guy said, you know, if it get, really gets bad, I'm going to go on the elevator shaft. And he says, because, you know, that's like a nuclear place. It's just going to be there. But those tall buildings scare me. And they say some of those buildings may sway 10 and 12 feet at the top. So I'm not quite sure that I want to be there when that's If happening. I could run the elevator down to the bottom and unplug it, I might be in the elevator shaft. Otherwise, <laughs> I ain't in that elevator shaft. Yeah. No, you're right. The power goes out and the, uh, the uh, elevator stops on floor two. So you take the steps down to floor one and get the doors open and get down in that hole. That might be good. Yeah. As long as the safety locks work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to get down in the basement and then turn around and have the, air, the power come on and the elevator come down and, you know, crush you like a grape. Anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Mark and Bill here at your service. Give us a call if you got a car problem. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101.
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Town Hall Media and 960 The Patriot presents the Phoenix Freedom Summit. Dinesh D'Souza. Trump and Pence are operating out of Hitler's playbook. This isn't just rhetoric. The left uses these accusations to mount violent assaults on the right. My new book, The Big Lie, takes on this argument. It offers a searching examination of what those ideologies were all about and who today pursues the tactics of the fascists and the Nazis. Today's fascists pretend to be anti-fascists. It's a big lie. That's the title of my new book, The Big Lie, Exposing the Nazi Roots of the American Left. Dinesh D'Souza, Mike Gallagher, Larry Elder, Seth and Chris, and a panel of town hall media experts. The Phoenix Freedom Summit, the battle for American greatness. Get limited VIP meet and greet, preferred and general seating tickets right now at 960thepatriot.com. Today, my new dad and I shot off a rocket in the park. Today, my new son and I failed to shoot off a rocket. The rocket launched into the air. And then crashed into the pond. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day, even if I tried. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Hugh Hewitt in the morning to Larry Elder at night with the best live show in the Valley at 3 p.m. with Seth and Chris. The only conservative station in the Valley. 960 The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with the Patriot. All about that demon Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Bill Conium from 25th Street Auto. That's 25th and Indian School. Yes, it is. All right. Been a shop that we've recommended for many, many years. And Bill is a really, he's a former drag racer. A current drag racer. A cur- a I'm going to work drag- on the race car right after we get done here today. Is it? Okay. All right. And he's a good technician. And he responds to waving the red flag in front of him. So if you say, nobody can fix this, Bill, nobody, I've been everywhere in town, then Bill will paw the ground like a bull, and uh, and he'll rush you your red cape. How's that? Yeah, my, my standard answer is, I don't believe there's ever been a car we couldn't fix. There have been some cars customers chose not to fix. Uh, and that's true. That's true. That's a lot of, that's a lot of it. All right, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by... Air Park Auto. Nadine owns Air Park Auto, and they're up on Raintree 
which is just south of Frank Lloyd Wright and just east of Hayden Road. So Nadine's a really nice lady. Nadine and Stacy opened up Air Park Auto about the same time that Renee and I did in, in the mid-90s. And Stacy passed away, but Nadine has kept the business. And I assure you, you're going to be treated fairly because Nadine is a fair person. She's been around the car business a very long time, so she knows when the employee is fibbing, and she also knows how to handle an unreasonable customer. But basically, she handles the uh, customer's concerns a whole lot more than she's uh, mean to them. So Air Park Auto Service, since, open since 1985, Raintree, east of Hayden. And, and Nadine, again, is, and this is probably the only female-operated business I know of. I don't, do you know of anybody else? Heard of, but I don't know personally. Yeah, and and same. And with I've me. met Nadine. Good people. Yeah. All righty, let's go. Cusser, you're up first. What can we do for you? Hey, Mark. Uh, I was listening, and I heard the uh, responses you guys gave uh, about the air conditioning problem in that uh, that GM, and that was pretty good. Okay. okay. I do want to relate though that on my 2005 Yukon and 1994 Suburban, both the, both GM, they. Uh, they had the actuator was the problem. Uh, so just because he replaced that actuator uh, like five years ago doesn't mean that it's uh, still good. And also, I had the exact same situation. If you'd stop the vehicle, turn off the key, and turn it on again, then it would be okay. So that's why I'm thinking it's this actuator. And I actually got a dormant aftermarket part. turns out the GM parts uh, for this uh Basically, they just have a history of not lasting too long. So I liked all your other advice. I just want to throw in that this is my experience on two vehicles that were very, very similar. Okay, and and, and I understand, but I, I want the listeners to understand that you have an a history of activator problems, so you've chosen to get a, an aftermarket, a Dorman. And, and you know Dorman, Bill. They, they take a part that is really stupid made and they make it a whole lot better <laughs> and so they they take lots of parts and make them a whole lot better many many but cusser um you've had activator problems in the past there's been no diagnosis so you've ordered a new activator and to put it on and i'm here to tell you that your sex success rate is no better than 50 50 so there's a diagnostic process in there and, and as you know we spent a lot of time with wayne on the diagnostic process and how he can help us but Mark, would you, Mark? What I did was also I did diagnose it. I set the actuator to the air conditioning position and then unplugged the harness, and it never happened again. And we ran it like that for a year, and then the wife said, "You know, I would like to have heat sometimes." <laughs> so okay. that was my diagnosis. Well, like problem. Bill said, that there's also an air conditioning control panel, and when you take that away from the actuator, then um, it's it's still going to send the signal to go left, go right, or stay centered up, but it's not going to move your door because you've disconnected it. But we're glad that worked for you. Yeah, now you're, we are. We're yeah, glad I, that I worked know. for you. All right. Of- well, thank you very much, Cusser. Frank, you're up next. How can we help you, Frank? Yeah, I have a uh, 1992 Stepside uh, Silverado uh, short bed. Okay. And uh, I, when I started up, all the uh, icons come on like they normally would, and then they go off. But the brake icon, uh, parking brake icon, and the ABS icon stay on, and the cruise control doesn't work. But the park, uh, the ABS does work, and uh, so does the parking brake. So uh, help. 
Okay. Well, well what color is what? What color is the parking brake light? Uh, orange. Well, the red is orange. Okay, fair enough. And and so the other light, the ABS light, is it orange, yellow, or red? No, it's the same color, and they're side by side. Okay. Well, um, if the brake light switch wasn't working, you'd never get it out of gear. Right. And so we have to assume the brake light switch is working. Um, did you get out and ha- tap the brakes lights and have your wife or somebody stand behind you and make sure that they're on, off, on, off, on, off? Yep, they okay. work fine. Okay. Yeah. Does it change the intensity of the bulbs of any either one of those lights when you apply the parking brake and release it? Apply the parking brake and release it. No, doesn't change okay. anything. Because typically, when you apply the parking brake and release it, it'll change the intensity of the light as the switch is supposed to open and supposed to close. Right. But that has n- built. That has nothing to do with ABS. That parking brake. Okay. Well, I, uh, I'm not sure that that I know every wire diagram and every logic for every car. Some cars may look at things and and discount the ability to operate something. Okay. If the parking brake's on, the strategy for that car may very well be that your analog brakes light won't be on or the, you know or that you know that it won't uh, cut out the cruise control. I don't know that for sure. And and I agree. I agree with you. In in your particular case, the good news is that they're not red. Red means stop, don't drive the car. So them being yellow, you know, you could disconnect the negative cable for, you know, 10 minutes. Well, they're they're remember, they're orange. Orange-ish. Yeah, the brake light yellow. was reddish. They're well, not yellow. Okay, well... They're reddish, it, but we uh, checked this out, and everything worked, but the cruise control, and somewhere on the net, they started saying that the circuitry for the cruise control is tied in with the ABS, and if you don't have a front wheel sensor that's working properly, this is what you'll see. Um, at least that's what they said. I'm, I just want to run it by you to see if any logic that at all. Does that mean that the ABS sensor is also the sensor that picks up the speed for the cruise control? Okay. Alright, well, I'll be I'll I'll be first, and then Bill can be second because um, uh, first of all, it's important to know that the guys on the internet, you don't know you don't know what their experience is, you don't know where they got their information, and to spend money because of some guy on the internet's telling you this is what you need to do, just seems like a dumb idea to me. Um, I, it's a I, big gamble. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's like you walking into a, a high school basketball game and just pointing at some guy and say, "Come here, tell me how to fix my car." He could be a podiatrist or a gynecologist <laughs> or a brain surgeon, and he. So, I don't buy that there there's a relationship. Of course, like I said, I've been wrong before, but I've never seen a relationship between cruise control and ABS. Um, ABS works when you take your foot off the gas and you hit the brake, and you hit it hard. Um, I don't know if you've got a bad front sensor or not, but I can tell you I could tell you in about 10 minutes if you had a bad sensor. I'm not going to do it for free because the thing I got in my hand, which is my scanner, costs between eight and twelve thousand dollars, and I'd like you to pay for all of it if I if I do the work. <laughs> no, the cost of that is you know spread over hundreds and thousands of people. I hope so. I hope yeah. So, <laughs> so in, in in your particular case, you got two separate problems, and you've got that, and and, and your owner's manual says that that light is related to the parking brake. Yes or no? Yes. And that's all it's related to. 
Right. Okay. Well, in that case, um, I'd go underneath there. The switch is going to have two wires. I'd just put a jumper in that son of a gun, take the switch completely out of the circuit, and I'd give you back the car and say, hey, Frank, go drive this for a couple of days. And you say the light is out, and the ABS light went out. Okay, they're related. So you bring okay. it back, and you say, hey, it's been it's been fine for two days. Well, fine, let me order a brake light or a, a parking brake switch. Let me adjust it. Now, another thing is, is we need to go look and see if it's adjusted properly. Because okay. if, if the pedal is not opening the switch or closing the switch, depending on how it's wired, then then you'd, you would adjust it to appropriately open or close it. And and one way you could find that out, you know, without test equipment, it was Mark's idea of you unplug the switch. If it's a two-wire switch, you jumper it, you unjumper it, see what happens to the dash wire. If it's only a one-wire switch, well, you jumper it to ground. Same thing. Right. Add the wire, remove the wire, watch what the dashboard does. Um, now, Mark says you have two problems. Um, there was a word missing there, likely. Uh, mo- most likely you do have more than one problem, but there are many cars that turn on two or three warning lights for one problem. And getting it into a shop and having them start by reading codes for the ABS might be helpful to you. And, and, but but I, I agree with your lightly. But the odds are, for, in my world, Big one enough. in ten, yeah. or one or one in ninety nine, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. I, it, ABS is your foot's off the brake or your foot's off the gas. ABS, you're already doing thirty five, forty five miles an hour. If your right. parking brake was applied, you'd have smoked them brakes a long time <laughs> ago. You'd have smoke billowing out of the back of that vehicle. So, and I don't know why why the parking brake would have anything to do because you go from your you go from your throttle to your brake to full t- ABS application. Otherwise, uh, it's a panic stop because you're right. going to run over. You know, uh, right. And, and at that particular point, the ABS should not care whether or not that parking brake is on. It just knows I got a locked up right front, and I better unlock it. So that's but anyway, we've given you enough to work with. We think you'll be fine. Thank you very much, Frank. Thank you for giving us the information and we appreciate it. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open, so if you have a car question or car problem, then please give Bill and I a call. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in nineteen eighty two and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly. 
which is completely secured by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call 800-725-7630 now and get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as low as $500. All from your home with little or no money, working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-725-7630 right now and get your free tax lien kit. Plus, two free tickets to a live training event and a free $20 Visa gift card just for attending. Call 800-725-7630 800-725-7630 for your free tax lien kit now. Individual results may vary. <laughs> hey everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment, together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. everybody the time is 48 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock and we've got gary on the line so we're going to go to gary right off the bat and gary good morning to you how can we help you well mark i don't know if this is in your area of expertise but i've got a, a, a rv built on a freightliner chassis a 36 footer with a diesel engine uh, i got two problems one of them is a cracked windshield and maybe you can Tell me somebody in your experience who uh, could handle that. The other is the navigation system. It's all tied into the radio, the backup mirrors. Every time I hit a bump, it goes off. So I'm thinking there's some kind of a lead that goes, a power lead that hooks that up. But I, the problem is I can't get I can't get at the radio from the bottom or the back, and I can't get the radio out. And so no part of the upper part of the dash opens or closes, even if it's next to it, if it's to the left of the uh, entertainment center or the right of the entertainment center, you, you couldn't take that top part off? No. There, there's a CD uh, player that moves in and out, but uh, yeah. and, and the, lid, the lid of the GPS uh, lifts up and down, but I can't see any, any access there to how to get that, that unit out. Okay. Um, I think that you're going to have to go to a stereo shop for that. And what you're describing is a complete power loss. So the diagnostic process would be to get to the back of the radio, find the power wire, probably clip it, put it on some cigarette lighter plug, <laughs> and, and plug it into the cigarette lighter. And then as Gary took his motorhome on the next trip, he would say it never came on, it never flipped on and off again. And so now we know on the other end of the wire, not the radio side of the wire, but the under end of the wire is defective. And at that point, we don't have to go find that wire. We can just run a new wire to mm -hmm. the fuse panel. So 
that you did a good job when you explained to us that it goes it, it goes off and then you have to turn it back on. That tells us we're losing um, a power lead, like you said, just like you said. As far as the the uh, RV, the engine itself, the RV concerned, what was the question on the oh the windshield? Windshield. Well, it, yeah, I, I have one more question on this uh, stereo. Okay. Could, could that could that be caused by a, a loose ground wire? Yeah, but let me ask you, just the navigation is what's uh, coming on and off. Is the music coming on and off? Is the CD coming on and off? Oh, the, the whole unit goes goes dark when I when I hit a bump. Okay. Well, they don't. They're not going to have individual power if they all go if they all go dark. But the answer to your question is yes. Now, if that was the case, we would ground the ground. We'd grab the ground wire, and um, we would then somehow or another put the ground wire into another ground circuit or just metal screw it to one of the dashboard brackets mm-hmm. and and then we would say to you go drive it and okay. and, and if you're involved in the repair it's going to be cheaper you are well, best yeah. all right so on the windshield is it a full windshield from left to right or is it split down the middle it's a full windshield it's a truck front end a freightliner truck front end okay i i would call your insurance company and i'll tell you why if you go pick the wrong windshield company to install that and and it leaks water and it's optically deficient and there's problem after problem your insurance company rightfully so can say Gary you picked the installer and you know you need to work with him we're not going to pay to have that windshield fixed and we're not going to pay to have it a, a new windshield set you picked him that's exactly the reason now i don't say that on most cars but the windshield on your car covers half the state of arizona <laughs> so yeah, uh, and you need to go with the the insurance company's uh drp designated repair uh facility so okay. you need to go with them, and then y- you need to talk to the installer, and you need to say, what do I need to install this perfectly? Because there's three parts. You got the molding, then you got the windshield, then what's that rope stuff that you put in the molding to stretch the molding out and position the r- window in there so that it doesn't come out? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right. I can picture it, but I don't know what the right word I, for it is. I, I don't know what the word is I either. Rope. <laughs> but but here's I have an or I had an American Eagle just like you did, and I had half the windshield get broken. And when the guy came out, he was a gray-haired guy. I really liked him, and he said, "Mark, I'm not doing it without new molding and that rope piece." Mm-hmm. He said, "You are far better off to replace the windshield and the molding and everything. Otherwise, if there's a leak, then we both got problems." So I called my insurance company and I said, "Can I? Uh, can, will you authorize that too?" And they said, "Yes." So I said to him, "That's fine. Let's do it." Then he asked me, "Can you find a shady place that I can work?" And I said, "Yeah, I'll pull you into the shop." And he says, "Okay, it's not me I'm worried about. It's the urethane I'm going to use." So yeah, they I glue need to, these things in these exactly. Days. So he said, "I I'm more. I need to work with the urethane. I need it to remain somewhat pliable while I position the window in the moldings. Yeah. And then I'm going to sit back and let it dry. But if I'm out in the heat, um, I guess it sets up a little faster. So okay, one one more question. Okay, this unit has a has a sun visor over the windshield. Will that have to be removed to replace the windshield? Is it exterior sun visor? Yes, it sticks out about six to eight inches above the windshield." No, I would think not. I would think that they can slide the the glass up 
and, uh, and 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 put it in the molding up on top, and then put the bottom in. Uh, but you're going to have to have difficulty cutting out the old urethane and need to get straight at it. Yep. You know that a quality glass installer will be able to handle these questions as and and just just run with it. Yeah. Um, and speaking use? of which, but uh, you had mentioned um, about calling your insurance. I like to call my insurance agent. He's the guy with a relationship with you that wants to say, well, yeah, we, we approve these two glass companies. This is the phone number to call. Hey, you're right. You're right. But sometimes he may not have the experience. He may be a year in that. And so there's a touchy situation yeah. there. I always keep an old insurance guy on hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, I can tell you that I've heard good things about SafeLight. Uh, I've heard good things about them, and here's what I've heard. Some of us old gray-haired guys will call SafeLight, and we will say to them, don't send us somebody that you hired day before yesterday. We want the gray-haired guy that's installed 10 of these windshields before, and maybe only one of them had a problem, and it was his first one. So it's okay to have that conversation with what we call the dispatcher. And I'm willing to wait for your most seasoned guy who's done this windshield before. So. Okay, I, I, I was going to do that, but I didn't know if SafeLight would handle these these large truck windshields. I'm pretty sure a good glass company handles those. I bet they those. would. Yeah, I, I would bet they would. I'm with Bill. All righty, Gary, thank you very much. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by um, SNS Tire. SNS Tire has three locations in the West Valley. They have Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. They have the most comprehensive line of tires and different brands, which means this to you as a customer. You can go in and they'll look at your tire size. You can say to them, I'd like good, better, best. And they will give you three different prices, and they're going to have all three of those tires in stock. And then you can look at the final number. But you tell them to, and they're already going to do this anyway. They're going to have the tires, the FET, federal excise tax. They're going to have sales tax. They're going to have mounting and balancing. They're going to have stems. Even if they tra- if don't charge the stems, it's going to be on there. So you're going to get the total write your check before you leave your house kind of relationship. So I like S&S Tire. They've been around a very, very long time. The boys that run it, not they're not boys, they're men. The men that run it had their father pass away a couple of years ago, and he would be proud with how they've handled it, and I'm proud of how they handle it. So S&S Tire has three locations, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. We're going to be back. It's 57 minutes after the hour, and we're going to get out of here about 59 and uh, then we're going to be back at about three and a half. So if you call now, 602-508-0960, you've got about a four-minute wait or something like that. Now, Bill's going to go to the bathroom while I just go ahead and finish editing the first hour. <laughs> I, I bet you're right. How, how, does, how, does that, how does it feel when I throw you under the bus like that? I, I'm used to it. I work in a shop full of mechanics. Oh, that's exactly right. <laughs> have, we do like to beat each other up. You know? And have you ever had one mechanic fill the other... The other guy's one drawer with grease. I did have a story of drilling a hole, installing a grease fitting, and filling a lock to a box with grease. Oh, that's a nasty <laughs> son of I mean, you talk about setting somebody's tail on fire. Toolboxes are far too valuable these days to drill any holes oh, in. No, it, it doesn't happen anymore. Oh, that was an old story. How much is the, ex- the most expensive toolbox you've got? Do you know? Oh, I haven't bought a toolbox no, myself in, in staff. years. In staff. Um. 
No, but my guys aren't real flashy. Okay, I've got eight and twelve thousand dollar toolboxes. I believe that we call them. They're they're almost. They have a kitchen. They have a stove. <laughs> they cold tools. They have stereo systems. Um, they have cold air that blows out vents. They've got they got these tw- the, these roach wagons. They and they <laughs> they cook food. They do all this stuff. And and I, I'm I'm going to put a meter next to their box and charge them for all the electricity that this yeah. thing this thing uses. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're here to talk about cars. We're going to do it for another hour. So give us a call. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.